diligent prosper. If you are diligent to be great at what you're doing and who you are, then opportunities are going to eventually open up for you. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. This show is for the person who is being diligent and creating a bigger circle, but they're running into the resistance that everyone faces. On this podcast, I'm fortunate to interview and discuss how successful entrepreneurs have starved the doubts, moved into self-confidence, and are making their dreams, their business, and their passion a reality. You can do it too. I'm very fortunate to have a co-host today, John Harrison from johndharrison.com. That's J-O-N-D-Harrison.com. John is the leadership correspondent for Star of the Doubts. He and I had the opportunity to have a chat with Chris Licurdo from chrislicurdo.com. I've listened to so many episodes of the Entre Leadership Podcast. Getting the opportunity to interview Chris was a really big honor. Some of the conversation in this interview is faith-based. If that is not for you, then you're welcome to skip this interview and listen to the next one. However, Chris gives some outstanding wisdom, and I have no doubts that you'll enjoy it. Let's kick off with the interview and do a wrap-up at the end. Oh, oh, I'm just trying to break down the door. This could be my big mistake, but if I wait, it'll be too late. Today's guest is Chris Licurdo. Chris previously worked with Dave Ramsey for over 12 years, where he and Dave developed and built Entree Leadership from their shared experiences. Through his company, The Poimain Group, Chris is currently leveraging his vast experience working with businesses one-on-one to help them grow in all areas, all while sharing his heart to grow leaders, entrepreneurs, team members, and businesses to be better than they have ever been. Chris has been married to his wife, Debbie, for 13 years. His personal passion is continuous improvement, both personally and professionally. Chris is also a Formula race car driver and skier. He is out changing the popular opinion that leadership is about the leader. Instead, real leadership is about serving others. Chris, it is an honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm very glad to be here as well. One of the questions I like to ask, Chris, is what is the best concert that you have ever been to? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, the best concert, Michael Buble. I'm a big Buble fan. Uh, <laughs> so that has been a great concert for me. Strength Finder versus Disc Profile. Disc. Now, don't get me wrong. Strength Finder is, is phenomenal. Understanding personality profiles, understanding personality styles is monumental to success. That's great, Chris. It's Jonathan here. I would like to know what three habits would you say are essential for aspiring leaders out there, especially those looking to starve the doubts? I've got two mantras that I share with people. First thing is, is you've got to understand that your business is what you do, not who you are. So many people get so tied up in their business, in their leadership, in their whatever it is, that it becomes them. It becomes consuming. And when I say that, a lot of people don't even recognize that they're there. You've got to understand that your job is just a part of what you do. It's just a small circle in a very large circle of who you are. But for so many people, it becomes the large circle. And because of that, you become so emotionally tied that all decisions are difficult to make. They're emotional decisions. Some decisions are hard to even go after. So that's uh, the first thing. The second thing, as a leader, you must understand that it is your job as a leader to make your team successful, not the other way around. Hmm. So many folks that are in leadership believe that their team is there for them. You're here to make me successful. 
And that's just a horrid way of looking at leadership. By definition, if you want to know if you're a leader, turn around. If nobody's following you, then you're not leading. You don't know what leadership is. You're not making it happen. So instead, what I tell leaders all the time is it's your job to get in there and make your team members successful. If I can duplicate myself and then do it again and do it again and do it again, then by default, I'll become successful in the process. And then the third thing is that's essential is you've got to be reading. You've got to read. You've got to spend time pouring stuff into your brain. Your brain is muscle. If you're not putting stuff in there, then guess what? You're getting exactly out of it what you're putting in. Chris, Michael Hyatt talks about the importance of a leader protecting their heart. How do you protect your heart from undesirable influences, especially those voices that can hold you back? Prayer, by far. I have to know who I am in God. I have to know that I'm here to please him, and he's got my back. I always tell people as I'm teaching about leadership, so many leaders think that they're standing on a rug and God is holding onto the edge just waiting to yank that rug. And the truth is he's not. He's on the rug with you, and chances are he's holding you. There are going to be bad influences. There's going to be bad voices that try to hold you back. There are going to be people that are jealous that are going to tell you that you can't do it, that your idea is a bad idea. There's going to be all kinds of voices that come out and try and just steal your joy. The thing that you've got to know is if you're doing what God wants you to do and you know it, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And if you are doing it to take care of his children, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says. That, for me, is what every day I have to tell myself. Because if you can imagine, I've been in a big world of leadership and teaching leaders and teaching entrepreneurs and coaching businesses and all this kind of fun stuff. There is not a lack of voices that want to tell me that I can't do what I want to do. So I have to protect my heart. That's incredibly freeing, that approach. Chris, what advice do you have for the hungry leaders out there who find themselves maybe stuck kind of in the middle? Uh, I love what you said about reading being an essential. Maybe they've gone out and studied some of these greats, you know, the Jim Collins, John Maxwell, Stephen Covey's, and they notice around them that they see a lack of those ideal behaviors in action. What advice do you have for those individuals in handling some of that disenchantment? That's very important. I've had the pleasure of interviewing all three of those guys uh, at chrislacurta.com and I can tell you each one of them has told me specifically that you cannot focus on the lack of skills or behaviors of the people around you. You have to be the shining light. You have to be the one. Sometimes you're the only thing that's going to drive other people to be better. Sometimes you're the only one who's going to drive people to be stronger leaders or have better culture. So that's an important piece to understand. You cannot get your energy from those around you. And unfortunately, we don't know where else to get it. So many people were in a place of going, well, this is where I am and this is the energy that I have. So I guess this is what I go forward with. You got to forget that. Focus on positive things. Focus on reading quality stuff. Focus on doing the things that you know are right every single day so that you can be better in that. I truly believe this. I believe that if you are diligent then you prosper. The Bible says so. The diligent prosper. If you are diligent to be great at what you're doing and who you are, then opportunities are going to eventually open up for you. It's not saying that the other people that are back there that aren't being diligent don't have opportunities or God doesn't want them in a better place. I'm just saying don't allow that to suck you down into a black hole. Instead, focus heavily on being the best person you can be 
And the great thing is, is that will start to rub off on everybody around you and you'll bring a lot of people with you as well. In listening to some of your interviews that you've done, I noticed you always display a fresh sense of wonder and enthusiasm for leadership done well. How have you kept from becoming jaded? Well, for me, it's what I teach, right? I mean, this is what I'm the expert at. I'm the expert at leadership. I'm the expert at entrepreneurism. I'm, this is what I do for a living. And so for me, it's been easy to not become jaded because I'm on the other side teaching people how to get to the right side. Early on in my leadership career, yeah, it was very easy to become jaded because you see bad leadership everywhere. I won't name the show, but one of the things I used to do is there was a TV show. I think it's still on. I used to watch it to see what bad leadership looked like. And every single week, you could find it. And I would always tell myself, don't be that. What's the opposite of that? What's the antithesis of that? And so for me, not being jaded is understanding where people come from. See, people don't realize that their bad leader was taught how to be a bad leader by their bad leader or by their parents or by somebody. Somebody was an influence in their life, and that's why they're the way they are now. So for me, whenever I'm either teaching or whenever I'm doing interviews of trying to get information from great leaders, my goal is not to be the leader in the room. My goal is to be the advocate for the people who are listening. So if I'm interviewing a Maxwell or a Covey or Collins, my goal is to make sure that I'm talking to them about stuff that I really believe my listeners not only want to hear, but absolutely need to hear. So that becomes my goal. Be the advocate for the person listening. It's not about me. It's about them. And if I can do that, then great stuff's going to come out of it. Wow, that's solid. I found it really interesting to learn that you're a, a bit of a real-life professional race car driver. <laughs> I'm curious, what lessons have you learned on the track that you've been able to apply to your professional perspective? Oh, my gosh, dude. We don't have enough time on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, there's a ton. I've actually, actually blogged about uh, a bunch of these, as a matter of fact, because it's amazing how much comes out of it. One of the early, early things I learned is – in my training, I was doing really, really well. And they put a professional out on the track with me. Now, I was brand spanking new, but I was really good. I grew up skiing and racing. You know, I'm a downhill skier. And so I know racing, but I've never raced a, a formula car. And so after two and a half days, they decided to put a professional out on the track with me. Well, I got out there first. I'm doing my thing. And now this is formula. This is open wheel racing. This is road courses. So this isn't an oval. This is Tons of turns, breaking points, different elevations, all that kind of fun stuff. And as I'm out there on this track, I see him enter, and I just kept telling myself, you know what to do. Now, I, I had limited experience, but apparently I convinced myself that I knew what I was doing. And it just he just kept getting closer, 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 and then blew by me. When I came off the track, I'd realized that every time he got closer to me, I stopped driving my car, and I started driving his. Hmm. And because of that, it was one of those things where I wasn't focusing on me and doing what's best for me and doing what's right with my car. I was focused on somebody else's car so that they don't beat me at it. Horrible way of looking at life. I look back on my early leadership days or even before leadership, early days in just sales or whatever, and I've always been the guy who wanted to be the best. 
I wanted to be the best in the room. I wanted to be the best in the business. When I was interviewing Maxwell, I was talking to him about this. I said, you know, early on, I had to discover that if I'm the best in my office, so what? And he said this. He goes, yeah. He said, Chris, let me tell you. He said, I realized that if I'm the head of the class, I'm in the wrong class. Hmm. I need to be in a class where I'm learning from people that are way better than me. So I took the opportunity to sit down with that driver and just unload and unpack. It was pretty fantastic. So I've learned that. One of the favorite videos that are out at CELO.TV is the video of me flipping my car. Because in my second pro race, I flipped my car three times. And when I walked away, I would realized that I had gotten in a crash with somebody who was a pro for 15 years. This was my second race. And he freaked out on the track and slammed on his brakes. These are open wheel cars, open wheel. So you touch, somebody has to go up. And apparently it was my turn. And I walked away realizing it doesn't matter who I'm working with. It doesn't matter how great they are. It doesn't matter how experienced they are. I've got to look out for me. I want to take care of everybody on my team. I want to take care of people as much as I possibly can. But I've also got to understand that there may be areas where somebody might become weak and I, I need to make sure that it doesn't impact me in a way that it flips me out. So those are a couple of lessons. Chris, I have one more question here for you. What is one idea or one thought that has truly changed your life? And could you share a little story about where that idea started? Yeah, I'm going to actually go back again on something that I said early on. You have to understand that your business is what you do, not who you are. That has been one of the most impactful things for me in life. And the reason why is because the people that are listening to this, I mean, they're like us. They're busting it. They're killing it. They, they want to be successful. They want to enjoy doing what they're doing. And sometimes it can become all-consuming. Many of the businesses I've been in in my life, have done exactly that. I've allowed it to become all-consuming where I'm working every day until 10 o'clock at night, all day Saturday, Sunday afternoons. I mean, it just consumes what I'm doing because it's a great cause, because it's worthy, because it's phenomenal work. The problem is, is that you can do that and years go by and find out that you missed out on life. And life's pretty important. Work is great. The stuff that I do is phenomenal. It's extremely needed. It's ministry, but it is just what I do for a living. Support everything I've got into it, but understand that I'm still a race car driver. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm all these other pieces as well that make up my life. So don't miss out on life for the bottom line. So how can the individual listening to this podcast today get started and make an action plan, put that into action immediately? On discovering that, on understanding that? Yeah, how do, they, how do you uh, apply that starting today? You've got to take a quick look at what you're committing to your business. I'm not talking about time. Time is obviously important. If you're spending tons and tons of hours at your business, this is not good. I found myself at one company years and years ago spending 50 hours overtime. That's not smart. You've got to take a look at the time, but it's not just the time. What's the emotional commitment that you're making. Are you becoming so emotionally tied to your business that you can't make good decisions? 
that you get scared about decisions, that you get bogged down in decisions, that you can't see the future, that you don't have a vision, that you're just blinkered, which is, you know, like the, the horses with the, you know, side th- thing, so they can only look straight forward. Are you missing everything around? If so, then what you've got to do is make a commitment to understand this is what I'm going to dedicate to the business. I'm going to give it 100% while I'm there, while I'm doing what I'm doing, but I also need to start scheduling time for myself. I need to schedule time for growth. I need to schedule time for my family. I need to schedule time for vacations. All these pieces have to happen. If they don't, again, you'll get years down the road and go, crud, I've missed life and for what? A paycheck? A bottom line? That's good. And yes, I've helped a lot of lives along the way. That's great. But where's your life? So you've got to start scheduling those things into your life and take care of you as well. Chris, thank you so much for being willing to talk with us today. What's the best place for the listeners to connect with you and stay in touch with everything that you're doing and everything that's going on with the Point Main Group? Well, I can tell you it's been a pleasure. You guys have fantastic questions. This is great stuff. This is uh, obviously you guys are focused on your listeners as well, because you guys do a great job with this. To get more of what I'm doing, go to chrislacurto.com, L-O-C-U-R-T-O, and or follow me on Twitter as well, at Chris Lacurto. Chris, do you have any final thoughts? I just appreciate the fact that you guys are this focused on growing leaders as opposed to just throwing out leadership information. So that's the important thing. Focus on growing you. Everything else falls in line. Chris, we appreciate your time and best wishes to you and your success. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Did you enjoy the interview with Chris Lacurto? Be a leader and send a thank you tweet to at Chris Lacurto. That's at C-H-R-I-S Lacurto, L-O-C-U-R-T-O, at Chris Lacurto. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Start the Doubts needs your permission. Okay, I know that I'm not a lyrical poet. Would you be willing to help rock this podcast like a vandal, light up iTunes, and wax a chump like a candle? If you enjoyed the show, please consider going to iTunes, doing a search for Star of the Doubts. Remember to hit subscribe, rate it, review it. You better hit bullseye. The kids don't play. Your rating interview greatly increases the visibility of the podcast. Thank you for the consideration. You are focused on growing you. Rich Birch is focused on growing as well. He is the operations pastor, advisor to innovative churches at Liquid Church in New Jersey and is a really cool guy. Rich is on Twitter and loves it when you tweet to him the following. Jared says you are a cool guy. Rich's Twitter is at Rich Birch. Please consider sending a tweet to Rich that says Jared says you are a cool guy. Again, at Rich Birch. Please stop what you're doing right now, open up your email, and type grow in the subject line and send a blank email to jaredeasley at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from whoever may be listening out there at this exact moment. In the meantime, always treat others the way that they want to be treated. Always do your best, and remember to starve the doubts. businesses I've been in in my life have done exactly that. I've allowed it to become all-consuming where I'm working every day until 10 o'clock at night, all day Saturday, Sunday afternoons. I mean, it just consumes what I'm doing because it's a great cause, because it's worthy, because it's phenomenal work. 
The problem is, is that you can do that and years go by and find out that you missed out on life. And life's pretty important. 